Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 121 and it is Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. You. What up? Yes, indeed. We are back. Uh, despite uh, sleep deprivation, you still managed to make it. Over here. Dude, I have not slept since Saturday night. Damn, you're trying to go for a Guinness record or something? Nope. <laughs> nope, I am not. I just have not slept. Now, can you stay awake for the episode, though? Given what we're talking about, yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, for those just joining us, we are talking about Deadpool 2 as our main topic of discussion later on in this episode. So we're going to get into a, a spoiler talk, our spoiler-filled review of Deadpool Part 2. Starring Ryan Reynolds of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, and I think he's from Vancouver. But anyway, uh, and we got some other nerd headlines to get into as well as, as well as some stuff we've been up to this past week. So, you know, and you know, a bit of wrestling talk as well. And oh boy, we got some wrestling talk. Uh, now for the not so not so favorable reasons, I'll say. But uh, but yeah, um, Carl, should we start with you? What you've been up to as you're sharing the episode? Okay. Um, I uh, okay. The second season of Thirteen Reasons Why came out mm-hmm. this past Friday, so um, I'm actually like I'm in the middle of that. I'm in episode six. So um, actually, what it's what this season is about is in the aftermath of Hannah's death. She um, she's the girl who killed herself in the first season. Yep. Season two actually follows the character's healing process as Liberty High, which is the high school where it takes place, they go on trial for Hannah's death. Mm -hmm. But Polaroids have been surfacing and uncovering secrets that Clay, who's the main protagonist, and his classmates are trying to find the truth about, although somebody is, has been threatening them to -hmm. basically keep their mouth shut during the trial. Okay. All right. So it's like snitches get stitches, right? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, it's a pretty fucked up show. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Like, I know it was like some. I know the first season. I know you reviewed it on the podcast last year. It's I did. Like, uh, yeah, around this time. Yeah, around this time actually. And yeah, you recommended it. I mean, I was curious about it, but I never had never had the chance to get around to seeing it's it. It's dark enough. You might like it. Okay. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but okay. There's no cancer, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh come on, man. <laughs> but <Joke> still, <laughs> still goes. Whatever, man. But uh, okay, thirteen reasons why season two. Okay, it's one you recommend. And um, I actually, I actually did this like a couple weeks ago, mm. but I just completely forgot. Yeah, I listened to Cardi B's album, Invasion of Privacy. Oh God. <laughs> um, it's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I can see why people like it. Yeah. It's actually like very relatable. It's like I can see pe- I can see like lots of women listening to it before they get ready to go out and like go to the clubs or like go have like ladies nights and stuff. Okay. It's like a pre-gaming album? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, or like on the way, you know, when you're on your way to your venue, t- that's what you that's what you would listen to. Okay. But um, I mean, I, I, it's not my cup of tea. 
Okay. Not my cup of tea, but I, I once again I can see why people would like it. All right. Would you uh would you rank Cardi B as somewhere like around a little Kim level or Rhapsody or Remy Martin? I would say a little Kim, but for this era. Okay. Bit Nicki Minaj ish. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I did like that song that she did with Bruno Mars' Finesse, the remix. You can't really... But, but, yeah. I mean, then again, I'm a, I'm a Bruno Mars fan, so... That, you know, Bruno stepped up over the years. Like, he was yeah. kind of annoying at first when he came out. I had a song hit, song or two here or there, but then it's like... Lately, though, since he's been, you know, ever since, like, Uptown Funk with, you know... His Morris Day in the Time feel, mm-hmm. and you know, with this one finesse, and a lot of a lot of his recent songs have been like basically tributes to the music that I grew up listening to, mm-hmm. thanks to my dad, my family, and the rest of my family. Yeah. So like you know, with finesse, it hit, it just hit that '90s R&B feel, and I love our '90s R&B music. Yeah, man. Like still to this day, I love the New Jack Swing era. Yes. So I was like, you know, finesse got me. It's kind of getting on my nerves. Because my girl's daughter loves the song <laughs> <laughs> a little too much. It's like she, like she, she'll sing it word for word. Wow! At okay. three years old, I kind of like st- sometimes just the best with her when um in the beginning of the song and Cardi says my big fat ass got all the girls, uh, all the guys shook. So I'll kind of like stop it and she'll like accidentally say ass and we'll just like we'll laugh at it. Mm. Correct her when she says it, but right. So she's learned like whenever she knows I do it, she'll like automatically stop because she know she knows like I'm setting her up for that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, but I mean, the song could st- the song still holds up. Like I still I play I enjoy playing at our parties. Yeah, but other than that, I'm still working on God of War. Okay, I I, I think I'm getting far. Okay, well, um, so where are you at in the in the Kratos's journey? The Tears Vault. Okay, yep. Uh, how, how? Uh, I got a ways to go, huh? A little bit. I think you're about about the halfway point. Damn, just the halfway point? Just, just about. Yeah, yeah. How do you find time to like play that much video? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I could, but it's like, she won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> well. But... I'm still enjoying that game. Uh, yeah. Like I still find myself like screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's the game right there. It's got it was whooping my ass. Hey, uh, it do, it'll do that. Yeah, it'll do that. Like there was one part where I had to fight like I want to call them knights, mm-hmm. but they had like this big, you know, he had like the huge like um, William Wallace sword, and if he like swings. Upper like basically give you a haymaker, like eighty percent of your energy is gone. Yeah. But then there was one where it's like one's ice and the other one's fire. Mm-hmm. And you had to like switch them off. And I was just like, I it probably took me like a half hour to beat him. Wow. Like to the <laughs> point where I had to walk the dog for a little bit just to like clear my head. Because mm-hmm. I was getting too frustrated. And then I ended up beating him. Yeah. What was the was he at a higher higher level than you at the time? Cause like, cause if you run into like higher level enemies like that, then like it's good to like do a little some side side quests to beef up your character a little. It was too late for me to be doing those side quests. I was there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I had no choice but to do that one. Yeah, 
do do side quests yeah as as many of them as you can it, you'll have an easier time like All towards right. the end i'll try yeah but other than that that's it i got some you know dj and gigs coming up one pretty one big one pretty soon so uh, mm-hmm. i'll definitely keep everybody posted on that one word word that's what's up other than that what the hell you been up to Man, uh, just been playing some video games, um, as I do. Um, uh, right, right now, I've been playing on the PS4. Been playing Mad Max. I've seen that. I've seen that. I like Mad Max. It's uh, it's definitely an underrated title. It came out about four months after Fury Road, the mm-hmm. movie came out in 2015, and it's a it's an open world game, and you're just uh, traveling through the wastelands, and um, you're you're fighting uh, the forces of one of Immortan Joe's sons, and uh, you're going around. You uh, you help uh, you help out strongholds. You help develop gather resources for them. You destroy cars and like these twisted metal scarecrows along the way. You you raid base enemy bases. You f- gather scrap for materials to upgrade your character and the car. And um, I'd say I, I I like I like it quite a bit. It does it does capture the feel of the whole of the Mad Max uh, universe, especially Fury Road in particular. It, although it it does get a little repetitive because like you're doing the same types of side quests um, over over and over. And and the main storyline, well, there's not much to it. Basically, uh, Max is trying is looking for the the fabled Plains of Silence. It's like a like a, a a peaceful part of the wasteland where he doesn't have to deal with anybody or anything or any dangers. Um, he doesn't know if it's real or not, and that's the that's the extent of the main storyline. But there are some interesting characters along the way. Like one of the characters that sticks with you throughout the main quest is this uh, this hunched back uh, me- mechanic named Chum Bucket. What's his fucking name? <laughs> chum Bucket, like a bucket of chum. <laughs> and oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, uh, my mind's in the gutter for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, you know he he accompanies you throughout your throughout your travels as you're driving the Magnum Opus, which is uh, Max's car. Yeah, you get to upgrade it, and he's the mechanic, and he kind of worships uh, the car as if it's like a deity, like the angel combustion, and all this. Um, you also have a dog which can sniff out mines uh, throughout the wasteland. It's convenient. Yep. Um, Gameplay wise, it's it's pretty solid. Um, the game the the combat can be a little annoying at times when enemies swarm you. It's kind of similar to Batman, the Arkham games, yeah, where you're just fighting enemies and then like you can counter enemies like with a triangle button. Uh, it, it's but it, but it's pretty cool. You have you could have a, use a shotgun. You can have like these like these exploding javelin poles with like grenades at the end. You just launch them at your enemies and they explode in a nice goo. It's awesome. Uh. Yeah, I, I do recommend Mad Max if you have a PS4. If you're a fan of the series, um, it's one it's one of the rare instances where a video game based on a movie doesn't suck and it's actually worth your time. It's pretty cheap. I think you can get it for like around like twenty or less if you didn't get it for free uh, last month at the PS Plus free games. That was a free game. Yeah, but I can't download any more free games. Not for a while. <laughs> Oh, n- not enough space? No, this is a simple fact that I have not like I'm still working on God of War. Then I got to do Last of Us. Then I got to do Bloodborne. Mm. Yeah. Probably by that time, I'll decide <laughs> to get uh, Detroit Become Human. Oh, 
I'm gonna let you finish because yeah um yeah with with that uh i do recommend mad max it's pretty cheap if you got a ps4 um and yeah it's yeah it, it is a little repetitive but it's one of those games where i'd say like you play it every once in a while like it's one of those games like you have that as your side and then you have like your main course work on that and then you go back to it whenever kyle agrees good yeah. game but just got old because of the repetitiveness yeah it it is repetitive i i do credit i do grant you that but like i said it's, it's worth checking out um, I do have a slate of video games that um, that I do plan on tackling uh, on my phone. I have a whole list of like unplayed PS4, PS3, and PS2 games. Why don't you just go for the whole thing and just get some PS1 games? Um, I mean, PS1, there's not a whole lot that I would get besides the Final Fantasy games of 7, 8, and 9. <laughs> get WCW Nitro. Oh, Nitro was trash, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> At least Warzone. Nah. Warzone, well, Warzone, that was like one of the first games that you can do the creative wrestler. Yeah, I remember I had Warzone and Attitude for the Attitude 64. was fire. Attitude was fire for its time. Yeah, for its time, but like it doesn't hold up at all. Yeah, because yeah. you're punching people with open fists. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to. Everyone had a different button combination, like a like a regular fighting game. Yeah, it was just it was just a bit much. I had the t- I had the time of my life playing that game. I made so I made up so many made up characters. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I'm I'm thinking about replaying a uh, Final Fantasy 12 on the PS4, which is called the Zodiac Age, mm-hmm. uh, which looks dope because Final Fantasy 12 is, I would say that's my favorite Final Fantasy game. Uh, that I that I completed because I completed 10, 12, 13, and fifteen. So twelve definitely is my favorite. You of, never beat seven? No, nah, I made it to the second disc and I stopped. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That was game. That game was like three discs, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I'll, I'll probably buy the the Final Fantasy seven on the PS three. I think it's all available on the PS four, like the original version. Yeah. So I'll probably get that. Parasite Eve just ruined me when it came to RPGs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you beaten Parasite Eve? Uh nope. No. Nope. That was rage quit. Oh, ra- oh, you rage quit. Yeah, that was rage quit. I couldn't go nowhere. I had no like, I had no weapons. Uh, barely a little bit of life, and I just I was like stuck somewhere. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I I just couldn't do it. And it was a good story too. Parasite yeah. Eve was a good story, and I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see why. I, I I actually did manage to finish it. Um. Although like there was a point where I was like, uh, is it worth is it worth finishing? Then I was like, I just powered through it. I bet you I can tell you something right now, and now just make you like scrap everything, and you're gonna make you're gonna want to play it. What's that? Want to borrow the first Sony Musha? No, I'm good. You're a bitch. Onomusha <laughs> no, was a shit. Oh, Onomusha, it was good. That I, was so good. I'm so mad I never played like the second or third ones. Oh, the third one is the best. Really? Yeah. Because the first one was dope. Oh yeah. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm 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 on the hunt for the first three games. Actually, the four, first four. There was a fourth one. Yeah, there was a fourth one. Fourth one called Dawn of Dreams, um, which I didn't even bother playing. But if I find that, I'll I'll pick it up at the right price. Hold on a sec. Yeah, because there was Onomusha, Onomusha Two, Samurai's Destiny. Part three was Demon Siege, and then part four was Dawn of Dreams, which had a different main character. And I think it was two discs because it wasn't on a DVD. It was like the PlayStation 2 blue disc. So it was like a CD-ROM. Yeah, there were four I'm just trying names. to find out the name, the main... Um... Oh, the main character? Yeah, what was his name? 
Uh, I know the main character for the first three was Samanosuke. Okay, Samanosuke. I'm like, it, I'm, you know what it was? I was like, was his name Shinsuke? <laughs> it was close. close it was enough. close enough. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, just got a slate of games that I'll that I'll be tackling, and you know, besides that, you know, not not much. Just uh, you know, watching a few movies at a at the theater via a movie pass. All right, go ahead. Get your movie pass plug in. Oh uh, yeah, movie pass. Um, I know they've been they've been kind of they've been kind of wonky uh, lately, but um, for new subscribers, yes, you can watch as many movies as you want in the theater, but you can only watch a movie once. So once you uh, check in in a movie with movie pass, you can't watch it again with the app. So you have to pay for it again if you want to watch that movie again. So in other words, you use movie pass for Deadpool too. Yes, I did. I did. And if you wanted to try and watch it again, uh, it said then in the app it says that you already watched this movie and you can't use the app for. Deadpool okay, that's too. still not bad. Thing is, I was like, it's, I don't go to the movies that often. Yeah, it's it's fair. I mean, um, but it, it, it's it's still worth getting. I mean, nine ninety five a month for any as many movies as you want. Yeah, like I plan on seeing Solo, and then like. Well, solo. I'm not. I, I I have no interest in watching solo, <laughs> and I know that because it's a Disney production. Movie Pass. Yeah, it won't. It, is. It, it won't be. It won't take it. So I'm gonna have to pay for it out of pocket, so we can have something to talk about next week's on uh, next week's episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm just. I'll just get it over with. It's, it's like just a. Do, yeah. It's a job. It's one of those jobs. It's movies. a. Yeah. It's a job. <laughs> it's a job movie. Yeah. But because uh, I'm actually going in, I'm actually going into solo with low expectations. Oh yeah, me too, me too. Because it's like, do we really need to see a young Han Solo movie? Did anyone it's, really ask it, for it? It's not. It, it's not. It's not necessary. But I heard it's still enjoyable. Eh. So I mean, why not? Eh, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But um, you got any more? Oh no, that's it. I'm good. Uh yeah. I wanted to get. <laughs> hey guys, not sticking around. Ain't trying to hear spoilers for Deadpool. Understandable. Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll we'll issue a warning, guys. We'll issue a warning, guys. Yeah. But I did play the the demo for Detroit Become Human. Okay. Um, the graphics are dope. Of course, yeah. Um, they did not undersell the graphics. I mean, it was a slight off the uh, gameplay wise, mm-hmm. but I mean the video wise is amazing, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a Telltale game. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like. I was kind of hoping to do a little more. Maybe, maybe you can do more. Just that in the demo is just it's like a telltale mode. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm still I'm actually rather interested in hearing the story. I mean, it's kind of I haven't I haven't even had the chance to put a, a down payment on a pre-order and stuff. So I'll just tough it out and get it when it um probably won't when it comes not when it comes out, but. Mm. I'll get it eventually. Yeah, but I, I'm. I think it's not bad. Okay, it's not bad at all. I'm seeing that it's getting great reviews, mm-hmm. so I'll probably wait until I see actually actual like more views. Yeah, after it comes out. Yeah, um, it, it does. It certainly looks interesting. And uh, wait a demo. Yeah, it's uh, free. I mean, I I know I know what what to expect because I know it's from Quantic Dream. 
And yeah. I've played a two of their game, previous games, a Heavy Rain, which was good, not per, but imperfect, but still worth playing, and Indigo Prophecy, which started good, but then ended up being a trash fire at the end. Where it got, now it's stuck. Where it started, but now it's just garbage. Yeah, like, worst Jay Z impression. <laughs> young, uh, but yeah, Indigo Prophecy for the PS2, which was like Quantum. Quantic Dream's first game it had that same style of uh, storytelling uh, based gameplay, like choose your own adventure kind of. Yeah, yeah. That that game, like I said, had had a good premise at the at the beginning, but then at the end, it made absolutely no sense. Like they just threw away the they threw away the script and just like made up shit on the spot. Which one? Which game is this? Uh, Indigo Prophecy. Well, apparently, John Aponic says it was an insane ending. It was because, like, it started off as like this grounded, like, uh, murder mystery. Like, you're hunting down a serial killer, and then it ended as, and then it ended up being the Matrix. You ended up getting kung fu through tele telepathy. Like, yeah, it, it, it became a bootleg Matrix. You, you ended up becoming a bootleg Neo. Like, how'd you go from a detective story to kung fu at the end? Well, John says it becomes Dragon Ball Z. He's not a Dragon Ball fan, is he? I don't know. I don't know if he's a Dragon Ball Z fan. But yeah, it, that, he, but yeah, he's I'm absolutely right. Me if he's not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's absolutely right. It does become Matrix and DBZ at the end. It's like w- what? But it, it, it's like it's like they tore out ten pages of the script and went straight to the ending. But uh, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll check out uh, the demo for Detroit Become Human because you know I I do like the ambition behind those games and I still haven't played Beyond Two Souls, which I did download for free on the PS4. So. I'll check that out too. That stars Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same same style of gameplay too. All right. Yep. So yeah, anything uh anything else popping? Yep. All right. Yeah, we can literally go right into the news and he- headlines. All right. So we got some uh news and headlines coming y'all's way before we get into the main topic of uh Deadpool. Uh first off, we got uh Jake Gyllenhaal fine actor he is in talks to play mysterio in the spider-man homecoming sequel it's official oh it's official it's official god he's hollywood he's C- I, he, I call him hollywood cm punk because he looks like cm punk like if he was to you know what kind of give him a haircut yeah goatee yeah some tattoo i could see yeah. it i could see it think of him in that movie oh, what was that movie the boxing movie that you southpaw yeah Okay, I can kind of see it. Yeah, but yeah, talks uh, like him too. I wouldn't say he talks like that. No, nah, I I heard I saw him like get scared. I saw a video where he got scared on Ellen DeGeneres, and he had, he just sounded just like CM Punk. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> the wrestler too, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. But my problem is that they released this news a year too early. Oh yeah, because of Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, now we know Spider Man survives Infinity War. Yeah, and pretty much any anyone that faded away into dust. Yeah, but I mean, I knew I knew Black Panther was gonna survive. That was a billion dollar cash cow. They ain't getting rid of him. Oh no, not at all. Um, but I, I, it will be interesting because um, you know we explained like you know they faded away and it, ha- it may have something to do with the Soul Gem and then the Quantum. A realm that yeah. Ant Man can access, but you know what, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, I, I dig it because he's a great actor. You know, yeah. I, I haven't, you know, he's come a long, long way since the Bubble Boy days, <laughs> almost twenty years ago. That was not Bubble Boy. Yeah, he wasn't. Really, Bubble Boy. hold up. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't Bubble Boy. That was him. I got. Now I gotta look it up. 
But he's he's done great Go- scores of great movies since then. Donnie Darko, um, Nightcrawler, which I highly highly recommend. That's on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, Gyllenhaal as Mysterio will be interesting. Interesting because um, I think with Mysterio, you can make him a compelling villain. I think the most compelling version I've saw Mysterio in of was uh, Kevin Smith's Daredevil comic, Guardian Devil, back in the early 2000s, where Mysterio was a tragic figure at the end. And Holy shit, he was Bubble Boy. <laughs> yeah, that was him, I told you. So so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. Also, uh, Michael Keaton will be returning in the sequel as did Vulture. Did you see what he did at that graduation? Oh, yeah, he had a, had a commencement speech. Yeah. And did it with, I'm Batman. Crowd went insane. Of course. I'm proud of those millennials for knowing a little son. Of course, they gotta, you know. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm interested in this. And also, an interesting bit of trivia, Jake Gyllenhaal, he was considered to be uh, Tobey Maguire's replacement for Spider-Man 2. When, I, did, I think I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, because when, when he was filming Seabiscuit in 2003 or 2002, uh, Tobey Maguire injured his back. And then he was he came this the studio came this close Sony to replacing him with Jake Gyllenhaal, but then he recovered in time. So, you know the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man Three history. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't talk about Spider Man Three. That doesn't exist. Uh, so, I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I you know I had it on Blu-ray when I bought the PS3 uh, like over ten years ago, and I gave it away. I gave it to Aris. It was like you. I bought it used. <laughs> I was like, because I had the first two on regular DVD, and I was just like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> and I just got a, and I had a PS3, so I'm just like, I want Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that was. What was your What was your first Blu-ray? Because I know you bought a Blu-ray when you got your PS3. Well, technically, my first Blu-ray was Spider-Man Three because it came with the PS3. But then, really, I, yeah, it came with the PS3. But then I gave it away. I gave, I gave it to Aris. Okay, so what did, what did you your first Blu-ray that you bought? That I bought, it was two of them. It was uh, No Country for Old Men and Gone Baby Gone. Mine was The Dark Knight. Hey, awesome choice. I knew it was. I and I made sure when I saw the video, I was like, when I saw the movie, I'm like, this is gonna be my first Blu-ray. Yeah. I got a PS4 like a month later, and I'm like, this is my, this is my first Blu-ray. Oh, you mean PS3? PS3, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Speaking of the PS4, though, um, PS4 has entered the end of its life cycle. What the fuck? As confirmed by PlayStation CEO uh, John Codera. He broke the news today that the PS4 is entering the end of its run. Um, but not, not to say that the... That, that the console will be discontinued like anytime soon. Like in the next maybe two, three years, it'll start to wind down. And plus there's some high profile games that are still waiting to come out, like Red Dead Two and Last of Us Part Two and Spider Man, of course. Yeah. Um the PS4, the console uh launched originally in November twenty thirteen and to this day has sold near nearly eighty million units. And the PS4 Pro launched in November twenty sixteen. Still hasn't beat PS2's record, right? Right. I think the PS2 is... I don't know how how much, but I know it's higher than 80 yeah, million. PS2 was just... Re- you know what really just made PS2 so like revolutionary? What was that? The simple fact that it was a DVD player. Yeah. People in the hood did not like have... A lot of people just didn't have DVDs at that time. Yeah. So it's like you got a video game system and a DVD player in one? Mm-hmm. Everybody was sold. Yeah. And it was backwards compatible with the PlayStation exactly. 1? Exactly. Yeah. And it can exactly. play CDs. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Man, I... 
Yeah. I made sure I put my put my pre order down at Electronics Boutique. <laughs> Yo, like I remember when I bought the when I first bought the PS two, it was December two thousand one, and that's when I got mine. Yeah, it was the it was the original the the chunky model. That, that yep, that's the one I had. Yeah, but my PS two it had a com- there was a common problem with some PS two units, the fat ones, where yeah. if you had the blue discs. Like you would hear like a scratching sound in, mm-hmm. in, inside, and then it turns out that like for some reason the the laser couldn't read uh, the blue discs properly. So what you had to do is you had to put a, a clear scotch tape on the on the four corners of the center of the of the disc, so it can properly calibrate itself. Really? Yeah, I remember that's what I had to do with the P, with the fat PS4. I mean PS2 rather. Yeah, I had to, I had to like send mine to get it fixed. Because one day it was just like, yo, your game won't play Bluebacks. I'm like, no, I, I, oh my, I play a lot of Bluebacks. Like, yeah, because like, cause I, I remember I went to a EB, uh, Electronics Boutique. It was in Providence Place Mall. And I exp- yes, it was. That was where I got my... Yeah, and I, and, I, and, I asked it, and I asked one of the uh, workers there. I was like, hey, you, you ever heard of this problem with the, with the blue disc? And he said, yeah, it's your console. Like, what you do is like you just tape, put tape on the center of the disc, and you'll, it'll straighten it out. It'll be all set. And I did it. Had no problem since. Oh, yeah. But then, uh, but then later on, like, uh, I think, I think Aris wanted my PS2, my the original one, because I think he found a way to like to play modded games on it. Yeah. So he just gave me his slim PS2, which I still have to this day. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, cool. Yeah. Seems like a fair trade off. Oh yeah, yeah. It still works and everything. I still have it hooked up. Have it, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's got the red power light on on standby. Got some games, man. Waiting for it. They calling me. <laughs> um, oh, we got some other news here too. Uh, the Obamas get have received a multi-year Netflix deal. Obamas can get whatever they want. Oh yeah. Like, why is anybody surprised at this? Yes. Hashtag still my president. Hashtag still my first lady. Barack and Michelle Obama. They will be producing films and TV series for Netflix, potentially including documentaries, scripted and unscripted unscripted series, and feature length films. Um, in a in a report by Variety, uh, uh, President Obama said, uh, "One of the simple joys of our time in public service was getting to meet so many fascinating people from all walks of life, and to help them share their experiences with a wider audience. That's why Michelle and I are so excited to partner with Netflix. We hope to cultivate and curate the talented, inspiring, creative voices who are able to promote greater empathy and understanding between peoples, and help them share their stories with the entire world." end quote i'm for it i'm for it definitely check it out yeah i mean uh barack obama the people's champ now he's uh producing some about to produce some hopefully some good quality content who knows maybe he can dip his toe in the uh mcu netflix universe (laughs) it will be fucking (laughs) hilarious it's still dope at the same time yeah man hey i'm i'm for play adam warlock infinity Oh, oh my god. I know it won't happen, but everybody <laughs> would scream for that shit. I know. Oh my god. Or you or maybe you can like you know put Obama and Michelle in uh the next Black Panther, maybe a little cameo, something like that. I don't know. They can give him Iron Fist John upon extents. You know what? I, I will say this. You know what? They they could 
they could give uh, uh, the Obamas iron fist, provided that they'll explain that Danny Rand disappeared with the with the he Infinity Gauntlet. Just, he he disappeared. Let's give season two. Let's give season two a chance to see if it's redeemable. Well, okay, but an alternative we can have Danny Rand disappear, never to return ever ever again, and then. Uh, Ob- the Obamas can take over the Rand Corporation, rename it the Obama Corporation, and then make it like a ph- philanthropic nonprofit, and then like go around saving the world. And you know they can work with uh you know Wakanda and create vibranium products, and you know elevate the world one one country at a time. That's, that actually that- sounds cool. If you didn't, <laughs> if you just do about, if you didn't involve like Danny Rand. But yeah. I will say this though, <laughs> since we kind of get into some quick like MCU talk. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just had their season finale. Oh, really? And it ties into, the, it ties into like, the events of um, Infinity War. Oh, okay. So I'm, like, real interested to see. I may have to just get back into watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again. I was only on, like, the beginning of season six. Okay. So I'm, like, maybe after, like, 13 reasons why I'll, like, do an episode a day. Mm-hmm. If I can, yeah, I'll I'll leave that to you, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Agent Shield is not a, it's not a bad show. Okay, it, it's not it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything against it, but you know, I'm just I just can't drum up enough interest to to sit down and watch it from the start. Okay. Uh, some other series news here uh, on Amazon's Lord of the Rings series, uh, the first season of Amazon's $1 billion series will focus on a young Aragorn. Uh, the character was originally played by Viggo Mortensen in the uh, trilogy. Uh, the series is contractually obligated to run for a total of five seasons. Uh, what if it fails? That's a good question. What if it fails? <laughs> They're going to be out of billion dollars. Well, it, it seems like the uh, the first season at least is a prequel, so focusing on a young Aragorn. Um Still, it could still fail. I mean, I, I guess it's a nice little something to whet people's appetites for until the final season of Game of Thrones, depending on when when Lord of the Rings on Amazon comes out. Um, like I said, you know what? If if it if it's written well, if it if it does it justice, then I'd be fine with it. But the Hobbit, though, those Hobbit movies have soured my taste in anything. Lord of the Rings prequel related, and I'm not a big fan of prequels to begin with, so yeah. you know what? I'll give it a fair chance. Uh, that being said, that this the the Lord, the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon has mighty big shoes to fill from the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, some brief news here: Jordan Peele has his next film coming out March 2019. It's, uh, it's a thriller called Us which will star Lupita Nyong'o and Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale. It's a new nightmare from the mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele. I'm all for it. Bring it on. He's on a roll right now in a directing chair. Yeah, and, man. Well, I mean, Keegan, Keegan-Michael Keegan Did I say his name right? Yeah. He's, he's doing his thing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, in the, he's, in, he's in a new Lion King movie. Yep, and he's in uh, the upcoming Predator movie. Yeah, he is. I forgot about that. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. I mean, after after Get Out, you know what? I'm for whatever Jordan Peele puts out, man. Ooh, my my aunt Noreen's watching. Hey, auntie. <laughs> I was watching Black Panther the other day. <laughs> nice. Uh, on your phone? Yeah. Mm. You know, you, you could just watch it on the big screen. 
I wasn't home. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, anything to pass time at work, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what it was. Mm. But you know, and what? I rewind that part like many times. Mm. But you know what? Let's uh, let's let's get off the Marvel train just briefly. Let's throw a bone for our friend John John Haponik here for some uh, w- welcome DC news, which I'm sure he'll enjoy. Well, hey, Babylon, what's going on? Yeah, so I'm sure John will appreciate uh, this DC news, which I'm sure will get him excited. Um, there's going to be a new Batman TV series, which will be focused on Alfred Pennyworth. So yes, Epics, which is that streaming network, they have signed a 10-episode deal for a new series called Pennyworth, which is set in the Batman universe and follows the trials and tribulations of Bruce Wayne's butler. Uh, the series will explore Alfred's origins as a British SAS officer who forms a secret company and goes to work with Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne, in 1960s London. Uh, now, Pennyworth is not is not a spinoff of Gotham and will be set in a completely different universe, so the actor Sean Pertwee from Gotham will not be starring in the show. Worth a shot. I mean, I hear good things about Gotham. Just uh, let me ask some. Do you know anybody who has the Epics streaming service? Nope. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I see it all the time in uh, the PS4, like TV. And Download video. me. Yeah. Like, nah. You're, 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 I put you in the same file as Crackle. No. Cra- okay. Crackle. I was watching the critic for a little while on it. Okay. In uh, episodes of the Steve Harvey show mm. from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some stuff. Yeah. But I needed the space. So I was like, all right, I can do without it. Okay. Uh, how much was, uh, was Crackle? Crackle was free. Oh, oh it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to check it out. And you said they have the critic on there? They did. I don't think they have it anymore. Uh, man, hopefully Hulu will get it because I, I really like that show a lot. The critic was, I loved the critic. Yeah, absolutely, man. And a final uh, final news here before we get into our main topic. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, the Oscar-winning director, he, he's getting his own Netflix series coming soon. It's a horror anthology called 10 After Midnight, featuring episodes written and directed by del Toro himself. Yo. Listen, he better bank. He better bank on that Oscar win. Oh, oh yeah, no doubt, doubt. And, you know, have you, have you seen The Shape of Water yet? I still haven't. Lovely film. I love it. It's it, it definitely deserved its best picture win. It's a it's a unique choice, and I'm still waiting on getting the Blu-ray. I'm st- I'm hope I'm hoping for either a Criterion version or a Steelbook. Do so, you think it would make Criterion? I think it would. Yeah. Eventually. Like, what is the qualifications to make a Criterion? You know, it, it depends. It's not. It's not. There's no like set guidelines, but like. The Criterion Collection, they focus on like world cinema as well as some obscure titles. Uh titles that may that may have been popular back in the day, but have but now new generations don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Um it could I think one of the one of the criteria, I guess, would be like uh from a, a noted director who made something like really unique and something that stood out. Because uh, I know Del Toro, he has a few of his films on the on the collection, like yeah. uh Kronos. Pan's Labyrinth, The Devil's Backbone, and I think that's it. So you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I got my uh, fingers crossed for it. Okay, I'm sure I'll probably make it. What's going on, Grande? Yeah. 
So yeah, um, we got some. Uh, so that's that sums it up for our, our news and headlines. And now we're going to get into our main event here. It looks like we got a we got a whole bunch of uh, likes coming our way. It's like a flood torrent that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> hey, appreciate it. Yes, we appreciate it. We appreciate y'all for joining us. Uh, we are going to get into our review of Deadpool two, but we will before we get into our spoilers, we'll get we'll give our brief non spoiler first impressions. So, um, Deadpool 2, to set it up, it's the sequel to the uh, 2016 hit starring Ryan Reynolds as the Merc with a Mouth, straight out of Regina, Canada, because Canada is for lovers. Yes, that's how, <laughs> re- that's how it's pronounced. I thought it was Regina, Canada. It's actually pronounced Regina. Regina. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, this, in this one, uh, uh, Deadpool, the plot, you know what? I, I, went, I went to this film not knowing what the plot was, but if you must know... Deadpool has to protect a kid from a time-traveling cable played by a badass Josh Brolin. And that's all you really need to know, really. So, uh, Carl, what are some of your non-spoilery first impressions of uh, Deadpool 2? Okay, overall, it was a very, very fun watch. More action, more comedy. And mm-hmm. it was a fair balance between the two. Yep. Um, slight plot holes. Yeah. Okay. Very slight. Okay. Very, I mean, no movie's perfect. Right. So there's gonna be flaws. Mm-hmm. But I mean but one one thing though, I was curious to find out how the song Ashes by Celine Dion was gonna fit into the movie. Mm-hmm. And it did just perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> it is like it, the song is such a good song, but I can't listen to it without laughing. <laughs> like the movie just comp- the video just completely messed me up. And it and just the simple fact that like, yo, how could like how would somebody like Celine Dion like want to associate themselves with something like Deadpool? I think that was the joke in and of That's itself. What, yeah, yeah, and it was just per- it was like perfect. Mm-hmm. And perfect, and it was just the same for it was the same formula from the first one. Like none of the jokes, nothing felt nothing felt forced. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the jokes had great great timing, yep. and it was what it was what made Deadpool like the first Deadpool stand out. Mm-hmm. And it still continues to stand out. It's just one of those formulas where it's just if it wasn't broke, don't try to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of Deadpool too, uh, more so than the first one. Really? Yeah, uh, this one was even funnier than the first. It def- it it doubled down on the uh, the meta humor, and uh, and and on all the jokes pretty much worked. It and it made it made sense within its within its universe. Uh, Ryan Reynolds definitely knocked it out of the park. This was the role that you know. This is this is this shows a role where if you're really passionate about something and, and are knowledgeable about the role and respectful, you'll and and you have a director that that knows the material, you get you got gold. Shame on you, Tim Miller, for wanting to make it more lighthearted. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean, and and, and technically, you know what? You know, dead. He wasn't lying when he said that it's a family picture. <laughs> In its way, it is. It, it does meet the criteria. <laughs> just, just like the first one. Okay, big shout out to Tim Miller on that one. Mm-hmm. It was like, yo, the first one was a love story in it. Yeah, was. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this like this movie was the was on point from the cast as well. Um, I I really enjoyed Zazie Beats as Domino. Zazie Beats is a dope chick. Yeah, like I I love her in Atlanta, and she was just badass. Just 
dripping cool. In, she's a, in, yeah, her star, her star power is gonna skyrocket. We're gonna see more of her. Oh yeah. Um, let's see. There were some hilarious cameos, which we'll get into in the spoilers. Uh, and I got Easter eggs on Easter. I got just some Easter eggs, and there's so many. Yeah, we we should weave in the Easter eggs in our in our. I'll try. I'll, I'll try to get. I'll try to get in it because I have them all written down already, and it's just mm-hmm. like, and I don't have them memorized because, like I said, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I and I will say that um, if you enjoyed the first film, you will definitely enjoy part two. However, if you were not a fan of the first Deadpool, Deadpool two will not in any way win you over. <laughs> <laughs> just so just. So just so just fair warning to those who are mildly curious about the film. Like I said, if if you weren't if you weren't feeling the first one, this I don't. It wouldn't make any sense if you felt if you were like if you liked the second one. It just wouldn't make any sense. You never know. But you know. But uh. But yeah. So that's pretty much it. We we both recommend it. But um, to get into the meat and potatoes, we're gonna. Uh, get into our spoiler-filled review of Deadpool. So, uh, yep, spoiler warning is here. Yep, the spoiler warning is here, so be sure to hit the mute button in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Brad Pitt as the Vanisher. Dog! <laughs> <laughs> like, if there was anything to get, first of all, like studios know how to keep secrets. They certainly do. Because who, which was which was an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was my last one because he was actually in the role to play Cable. That's right. Yeah, he was, but he had some um, scheduling conflicts, mm-hmm. which is um, you know, I'm okay with. Josh Brolin nailed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just wish he was a little taller. Oh, they even they made yeah, and they it. made fun of. Him. Yeah, he's not never, he's not near seven foot tall like in the comics. Right. So it's like he made yeah, so he made it yeah, makes a cameo appearance. And like we're just sitting there just watching him like, yo, the fetish is like really gonna die. Holy shit, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, I was dying in my seat. Cause like you just saw like the the floating uh, parachute just yeah. hit the power cables and then you just see Brad Pitt's face flash for a second. Yeah, we're like, just like <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I mean, we was dying. Yeah, I mean, and and not to mention that whole X Force sequence went from hiring them like like Terry Crews as Bedlam, which I'm happy about because it's like he's got a chance to play Bishop. Yeah, he does. He still does. They can just make a joke like, "You look familiar." Yeah. Do I? <laughs> Do we all look alike? <laughs> uh, yeah, Shatterstar played by Louis Tan. Uh, who was who was a total douche? Yeah. Uh, Zeitgeist by Bill Skarsgård, aka Pennywise from It, the remake. Was that Pennywise? Yeah, that was him, Bill Skarsgård. I swear to God, I I'm I'm starting to think like with all these cameos and stuff, nobody didn't even want to get paid for it. They just <laughs> wanted to be part of it, like Walking Dead in its prime. Mm. People like celebrities just wanted to be walkers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard like there were, were there a couple like high profile ones that were walkers. I know the only one I can really remember off the top of my head was Heinz Ward, who plays for the Pittsburgh, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's retired now. Oh, okay, but yeah, he was a walk. He he wanted to, he just wanted to be a walker and get killed. Ah, oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and during then we, its prime. Ah, let's, just, let's reiterate that <laughs> during the show's prime. Oh yeah, because right now it's just it's it's it's, 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 it's on life support. Be, it should be over. That was the perfect. 
we could talk about this later. Yeah. Um, and then you had like the most badass member of the X Force, Peter. <laughs> by Rob Delaney. Dude, the, the best part was like how he got it. How he got it. He's like, I just saw the ad and just said, hey, you know, let me give it a shot. Okay. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> and then like you expected them like because they were like tra- tracking that convoy and then like you expected them like to have like this badass like landing, like skydiving. Like, no. Everybody. But what's crazy is like in the previews they hyped up the X-Force thinking that we're actually going to get like an X-Force like film series. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what, 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 like, what just happened? Like, <laughs> Terry Crews dies, then... Like, he flies right into a bus, <laughs> right through the window of a bus. And I'm like, wait, then the next one dies, and Shatterstar dies, and then Vanish. oh shit, Brad Pitt. Ha, you know, we're yeah. laughing. I'm like, missing half the depths because I'm still laughing at Brad Pitt. But like, oh, yeah, because, um, um, let's see, uh, I think Shatterstar, he... How did he die? I think he got caught in the no, it was no, it was a zeitgeist. Bill Skarsgård. He got caught in the wood chipper, yeah. and then Peter tried to save him. Which is another Easter egg that I don't have in my notes, but I saw. And I came across another Easter egg. Like zeitgeist was actually a um, superhero in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and uh, in the X Men universe, and he actually like died in a very similar way, trying to save like a boy band or some shit. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> Same exact powers and everything, like acid puke yep yeah oh and shatterstar he died by flying right into some helicopter blades yeah (laughs) oh my god but uh (laughs) but yeah that that whole that whole thing was just hilarious because it like you said like the marketing was so was so masterful because it hyped them up and then you just you just saw them like just thrown away just thrown away they were in the movie for like five minutes Mm -hmm. yeah and then like and then, like going going back to the to the beginning, uh, one joke that that made me laugh that was the first one where it showed Logan, like the the toy of him, like impaled yeah. from the end of the movie. And oh my god, what was oh, the song that they used to at the? Um, it, no, it was it was a song after um after um, Marina Bacharin's character Vanessa, uh, when she, well when she gets killed, yeah. that's when it went to that James Bond title sequence with the Celine Dion song. No, no, there was another eighties it was another song from the eighties and I just cannot think of it right now. Oh, it was um oh shit, I I, for, I forgot. Fuck. Ah oh, man, I, I was like I gotta watch it like during the day. It was a po- I, I remember it was a popular song too. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's just Yeah. But um but yeah, like oh what I what I absolutely loved though, like going back to the beginning too, and and throughout the film was all the shots fired against DC, <laughs> the DCEU. Oh, oh my God! Oh, that was included in the Easter egg where like Vanessa said, where Wade walks in the house and Vanessa goes, "Where you been?" He goes, oh, "I was fighting the Cape Badass," but then the fight ended because both of our mothers were named Martha. Yeah, <laughs> I found out his his mom's name is Martha too. Yeah, oh, in oh, reference that. of the thirty three percent orphan fight. Oh yeah, from Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah. And then there was another one. He's like, "Oh my God, it's like you're so dark." Are you from the DCEU? Oh yeah, when he that's fu- paraphrasing. I know. Yeah, when he fights Cable in the in the icebox prison. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, because yeah, Cable he's he's trying to go after this kid uh, played by um, Julian Dennison, this kid named um, Russell, who's also known as Firefist in the comics. And uh, and Russell and, and Julian Dennison. If you haven't seen this movie, he's also stars in this movie, um, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which also stars Sam Neill and was directed by Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi. 
and he was he was hilarious in that too. And so and in who this, was this? Uh, Julian Dennison. He was in. He was in Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, and in this, he plays this kid named Russell who has a, he has the powers of manipulating fire, and he's an abused kid. He's in this um this weird home called the XSX House, and it's run by a uh, Eddie Marson Eddie Marson's character who's like the headmaster, and he's like basically has all these mutants, and he's like this like quasi religious cult figure, cult ish figure where he's like he 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 kind of like tries to rehabilitate mutants and and by torturing them basically and so russell he develops a, a, thir- a taste for vengeance he wants to get revenge and cable travels back in time to the press from the future to the present day to kill russell because russell when he grew up he killed cable's wife and and, and daughter and so he's coming to kill to kill him as an actor to prevent that from happening now that was a slight Oh, and I want to say that, and I think the song that they were using in the beginning was uh, "We Belong" by Pat Benatar. Yes. And um, there was a, I think I, I didn't get, I felt like I didn't get enough of Cable's backstory, mm-hmm. like what, because it seemed like he was just living in this lavish loft. Mm-hmm. But then it's like it seemed like the future looked like really fucked up. Yeah, I think it was a, basically he was just a soldier or a mer- soldier for hire. Like, yeah, I, I, so mean, I think we could have got more a, more backstory, especially for like the casual fans mm-hmm. who don't really know, you know, anything about Cable. Yeah, and plus, like, I know he's the son of Cyclops and yeah. Jean Grey's clone. Clone, yeah, yeah, and, and and I thought I thought that they were gonna like joke about that in the film, like make a confusing reference to the timeline. Yeah, um, of X Men, but they didn't. So, uh, so like, if, if they threw that bone a little. Then you know I, I thought that would have been even funnier, but it didn't take away anything. But you know, uh, but I, I will say like Josh Brolin, like he totally nailed that character. Yeah, like he exuded, like he, like he, <laughs> he can't be referred to as a racist. Like yeah, because Deadpool kept referring to him as a racist because he killed Black Bl- Tom, Tom Cassidy. Yeah, who's a who's a Irishman basically. Who what was his powers in the comic? Um, so, something to do with like manipulating plant matter. That's how this is. We didn't even see his powers in the film. I don't even know no, what we didn't, he did. He had the... But um, but yeah, Brolin like he was the complete straight man of of the film, and he can manipulate and bond with and protect energy through plant life. Gotcha. Yes. And he was the black sheep of the family. That's why he called himself Black, black Tom. Tom. Gotcha. But yeah, um, but yeah, uh, Brolin, he definitely nailed being the straight man, you know, and especially like most of the humor came from his deadpan reactions to, to like the zaniness of Deadpool. And, and, and man, just, just, just seeing their, their, uh, their chemistry, their chemistry, like between him and Ryan Reynolds was absolutely hilarious. Dude, I, I just, I laughed a lot. That was like bathos. Yeah, uh, it, but perfectly, absolutely. <laughs> it was like dubstep is for pussies. <laughs> yeah, is dubstep still, still a thing? And it was like, you know what? I have, really haven't heard a dubstep song in a while. Yeah, it was pretty much like a dated reference because, like, when you're making these movies, like, it, they take a couple years, a year or two. So it's like by the time they they come out, some some references will be dated automatically. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious, and also Colossus. Oh my gosh! As as another another straight guy, straight man mentor to Deadpool. At least he tried to be. <laughs> he, he tried to be like, oh man, I was cracking up when um 
when a Colossus first showed up, and then like I guess like Deadpool accidentally hits his hits his face in his crotch, and he's like Scoutmaster. Mike. Like, I'm like Jesus Christ, I'm just way back. Like, was Wade's life growing up that fucked up? <laughs> I I don't know, man. But uh, but yeah, um, I I, w- I will say that um, one one thing that kind of made me. That, that, that a flaw, a, a, a flaw, I'd say, but but it, it did correct itself. Like there was a point to it, was killing off Vanessa at the beginning of the film. But you know what? It led to some awesome freaking opening credits. It did. This is sponsored by what the fuck? They just killed her. Oh yeah, like I don't I don't understand. Before and then he refers to the writers as the real villains. Yeah. Yeah, and then d- directed by the guy who killed the dog in John Wick, <laughs> David Leach. Um, I will say that the 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 James Bond esque opening sequence was tight, especially with the Celine Dion song. Man, I really like that song. That was le- that was legitimate, but like I I had I thought I thought it was a flaw because it was kind of like oh okay it was like a typical um what they what they call um fridging or like stuffing the dead woman in the refrigerator. Uh, where it's like, oh, like the, the guy get the, the woman, the the love interest, the woman is only there to die so that the man can have motivation. Yeah, there's like, a, yeah, there's. I remember seeing it, and there's actually a term for that. Yeah, fridging. That's really what it is. Yep. Oh, okay, I thought I saw something different when I looked it up, but yeah, or like uh, or the refriger, yeah, refriging or, or refrigerating yeah. the woman. Yeah, but but um, it, it did make sense, and with the with the. Uh, Mid credits, which we'll get into later, it did redeem it. So, but, but, but yeah, like that was the only flaw that I I would say throughout the film because that kind of rankled me a little because I'm like, oh man, this is kind of I don't know, like, because like you know now nowadays when you have like a push for more strong, uh, or more interesting female characters and you have her killed off for that reason, but then it made sense in the context of the story, right? right. It's just. Yeah. But there was opening fantasy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, my mouth dropped, though, because I was not... I did not see that coming. Nah, not at all. Like, I thought, I thought like, maybe she just got nicked, but no, she actually... No, she... She died. She, 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 it killed her. Yeah. And, and, and also, what was interesting, too, was um, as, as, much of the, as much humor that this film throws at you with the with the fourth wall breaking and, and all the dc shade that it throws and oh my, i love the dc shade because yeah um <laughs> and uh, oh, oh oh there there was and before i get into it there was one there was one marvel joke that cracked me up like when uh when when deadpool and russell are in the icebox prison yeah and they have those collars which negate their powers right. so so deadpool's like dying again of cancer he says oh i feel so useless Give me a bow and arrow. I might as well be, be Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the audience of my the audience of my in my in my screen went oh. I was like, he's not exactly wrong. Yeah, I'm like dying. Yeah, I was literally like just laughing throughout the whole thing. Like, yeah, that Hawkeye line. You know, yo, in wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yo, I, I will say as a as an aside, Hawkeye better come through in the clutch in Avengers Four. I think he will. Because right now he's just a punchline right now. Well, think about it too. Is like you got to remember, like um, Jeremy Renner broke his arms filming. Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? No. Yeah, it was a little accident. He broke his arms filming. It was it in uh, in for Infinity War. Oh damn! Shit. Well, 
Well, I, uh, well, yeah, well, I do hope that he does recover and yeah. he comes to in a major way. No, I, I'm sure yeah. he will. But, uh, but yeah, that one was like, ooh. And then, hi, wait. Hey, you can't, like, for some reason, that little gag was just like, in a way, is this racist? It's like, uh, all Japanese girls like this hello kitty teenage life. Oh, oh no. Yeah, uh, uh, plus, like, I remember, oh, yeah, Yukio, she's the same, uh, I guess a younger version of that character from, from, the, from the Wolverine. From the Wolverine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, see how the timelines are so confusing? They are, they are <laughs> but, it's, but it was just still kind of, like, I just still had a good last night. Like, yeah. hi, wait. Yeah, I think it's like it's just it's, 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 I, look, I look at the Deadpool movies as taking place in, in a version, a different yeah. version of the X Men universe. But um, but yeah, what I was gonna say earlier was um, what I like about this Deadpool as a character was that as as much as much as 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 humorous and hilarious as this movie was, like it there was some like legitimate like emotional stakes too, like between Deadpool, Cable, and Russell because. Deadpool, for as as outlandish and as like fucking batshit crazy he is, he actually genuinely cared for Russell. Like he wanted he to prevent Cable from killing him because like, he's like, yo, like Russell, he could still have a chance from of redemption. Of, he can still yeah, of redemption. You know, like because Cable travels back in time specifically because when Russell killed the Headmaster with the Juggernaut, you know, which also played by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds, you know, he developed a taste for blood. So, How do you like how Juggernaut looked? I thought that was that was how Juggernaut should have looked. Yeah, better than Vinnie Jones? Way, way better. <laughs> way truer to the I'm comments. the Juggernaut, bitch! Yeah, that that didn't hold up well. That was just like a capitalizing off that meme video from like 10, 11 years ago. Which? The Juggernaut bitch video, which was like the... the it took one of the X-Men, X-Men episodes. Yeah. And then like just like, just like overdubbed with like... Actual, with like the... Uh, Voiceover, new voiceover dialogue. It's like you know, mocking, mocking uh, the characters. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Juggernaut. I I did like his look and the fight between him and Colossus. I thought that was pretty fun. QCGI fight. Yo, he like, yeah. I'm like, oh man, and it was actually pretty dope. And he ends with him sticking a freaking live wire up his. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then Deadpool tried tried with the black the Black Widow Hulk uh, Ultron thing. Oh, sun's getting real another, low. Another yeah, another Easter egg. That was actually the first one. When he was like, yeah, the sun's getting real low. Yeah, the sun's getting real low, and it it just doesn't work. Nah. It just doesn't work unless you're Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, or Black Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Domino man, I. I absolutely loved loved her. The, the argument when it when she was trying to be hired to be part of the X Force, mm-hmm. and the argument she's like, "I can manipulate." Look, that's not a power. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of went around, and then it kind of like stopped for a minute. It's still kind of like it mm-hmm. kind of like made its way full circle, and then went right back to arguing again. But then like it just shows Domino's power is that she can manipulate luck, yeah, to her favor, and yeah, like- she had it. Like she's the only one that didn't die off the parachute. Yeah, like she was. Well, other than Deadpool, obviously. But. Yeah, like she, like she landed on the convoy which was transporting uh, uh, the prisoners, and like, and like, the, it was so badass. Where because like because because uh, uh, right because Deadpool made a made a crack. I was like, yeah, I don't see how we can how how luck can translate on film or something like that. How how it can be cinematic, but yeah. you see it because like as she's like running through the driving through the the 
the street, uh, you know, going after the convoy, you see like the cars like flying over her head, yeah. you know, jump making those impossible leaps, bullets whizzing past her head, and she just ducks at the right time. You know, she at one point flies into this inflatable panda, which she which just so happens to be right there. Right there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, I can okay, see yeah. I'm like, yeah, she got she got the power to do it. Yeah, powers of probability. Yeah. Yeah, and and I really liked her characterization too. Like like she was just totally like just cool as a cucumber. Um, played off uh, Deadpool and the other characters really well, and like you could tell like how just how annoyed she was by it, mildly annoyed she was by everything. She was like, "Oh my god, why I should have finished college." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, but she's an awesome actress, Zazie Beetz. No, oh yeah, and then the part when they was on the parachute, and not the parachute, on the um, on the plane, and he's sitting yeah. there like, "Don't worry," he's he's sitting there just yelling at Peter, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'm only like, I'm only yelling at you just to sound tough. I really do like you." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wait, fucking Peter. That's yeah. all you can say. It's like, ah, oh, Peter. Yeah, it would have been funny if Peter had like a, an, a this. Huge, this unknown, like badass power that came out of nowhere. That would have been hilarious, <laughs> but no, it turned out that well, he he's just, just a dead regular ass guy. Yup. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, but and also we got to mention another great supporting character, Dopinder. Yo, he <laughs> Brown Panther. Oh man, we died at that part. <laughs> You know, like I love the I love the opening uh, conversation like he had with Deadpool and that he was driving in his cabs. Like, you know, thanks to you, I discovered my purpose. It's like, and Deadpool's like, yeah, good for you. What is it? I want to be a contract, contract killer. killer. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, what? And then as he as he's explaining it, like, oh, you know, like when I kidnapped Bantu from the first, you know, in the first film, I developed a taste for it. And then like you saw at one point, like Deadpool's just looking right at the camera, and he's just like looking right back at <laughs> at Dopinder. Uh, he was a, uh, I need to watch this movie again. Yeah, it it, it was tailor made for for a repeat. Like, I viewing. will get the blue. I will get the Blu Ray and put it on my phone. Yeah, get the Steelbook Just, too. I will pre order the Steelbook this time. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was it was just hilarious, especially like at the very last moment when he kills the headmaster, <laughs> running running by running him over with his cab. Yeah. Oh man, but but speaking of speaking of that 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 last scene, I just I just found it so hilarious, like how after they killed the juggernaut and you know when, uh, I think when um Deadpool finally shoots shoots at at Russell he's finally he's finally gonna kill him yeah. the Deadpool sacrifices himself and he has to he put after putting the collar on him after right. trying to talk down Russell and his words don't, aren't reaching him so so Russell's like oh you know you all feel my wrath he then he's about to kill he's about to kill I guess Cable Cable shoots him Deadpool takes the bullet and then it goes it goes into like this what felt like 10 minutes of just him like trying to die trying to die with this with this uh this power negating collar around his neck and it's like and it's like every time it's like okay he said his last word okay wow that that was deep actually you know <laughs> and it just went on and on and i'm saying like don't kill him off you got to get he's got to give us a third one yeah he's got to he's got to nope mm-hmm. uh nope he's still here okay all right okay no he's going to go he's going to go he's got nope okay good still here still yeah. here <laughs> And then ultimately, it flat, and the, he he ends up in the 
the afterlife for Limbo, and um, you know, and you know, Vanessa tells him like, "Oh, your heart's in the right place, but you have to go back." Nope, it's not your time. Yeah. Like, what? what the fuck? Yeah, and then it turns out that uh, Cable used his time traveling device yeah. to um, to go back to the time just before they confronted Russell. Then Cable pats him on the chest, not knowing that yeah, with that, the token, with the to- with the lead token, which which in a way life. is like Vanessa kind of saved his life. Yep. But then it's just like, and then when Cable's like, oh, "I'm gonna stay here a while," mm-hmm. but he's like, "Is your future that bad that you have to stay?" Like, I I, I needed more. I felt like I needed more. Yeah, because he said that. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, my my wife and son, my wife and daughter are safe because like the blood wiped washed away from his teddy from the teddy bear. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna stick around to make sure that you that you don't fuck up the, that make sure that you guys don't fuck up this world. He's like, well, okay, all right, but then he's then but then he still like, made an indication like. But you're a racist, though. It's <laughs> like I'm not racist. It's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> and and then he's like, uh, then Deadpool's like, you used your last your last charge in your time time device for me. It's like, no, no, I didn't. But but you did though. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, so he was like trying to downplay it. I honestly think like they, they I could see more movies with them too. Yeah, Deadpool and Cable. Well, I know Josh Brolin signed like a four movie deal. Oh, as as, ca- as as cable, as cable. Oh, nice. And 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 then we got like the actual X Force. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I and, and you know I I did want to see more of Negasonic Teenage Warhead though. Yeah, we didn't get enough. Yeah, she came in once with during the Colossus Juggernaut fight, you know, to help out at the, yeah. the last minute oh. assist. But but remember, Deadpool's not an X Men. He's an X-Men trainee. Oh, yeah. With the freaking jersey on and everything. Yeah. And every time he tried to say it, everybody corrected him. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, an, as a fellow X-Men trainee. trainee. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking movie. Oh, man. This fucking movie, man. I. I... Uh, oh, but I will say, like, the... Perhaps the funniest parts, and which is saying which is saying a lot, was the mid credit sequence when oh when yeah, uh, I'm like we gotta get into that yeah it was when um it was when a uh, Negasonic teenage warhead and Yukio they repair a cable's <laughs> yep they repair a cable's time traveling device and then Wade Wade Wilson takes it and then Negasonic teenage warhead's like what have we done and then then the first thing you see is him traveling to X-Men Origins, Origins Wolverine with that bootleg ass Deadpool pop Pow! headshot. He's like, what are you doing? Just doing you a favor. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, 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 Just, like, just empties the entire clip. He in the- had to make sure. <laughs> yup. Travels back to X-Men Origins, kills off the fake Deadpool, and then he kills actual Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds for looking at the script for Green Lantern. <laughs> Oh yes, this is gonna take me to the big time. And you see a shot of the Green Lancer script. And all of a sudden, blood spatter all over it. <laughs> You're welcome, Canada. <laughs> and I'm just like, I've never seen the Green Lantern movie. Yeah, I, I like. Refuse. Was it really that bad? Because like, I remember I was at work, and then my one of my clients was saying that like I just saw Green Lantern. I'm like, oh okay. Like, how was it? Amazing. <laughs> um, He's autistic. Let him okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, I'll, I'll let him be. But I will say that Green Lantern did get like twenty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. less than Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 
It was not a good look. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah. This, I, I need to see this movie again. Yeah. It's like, I, I will say with, with Deadpool, Deadpool 2, it's, it's one of those movies where a review doesn't really do it justice. No, you have to see it again. Yeah, see it for all the the meta humor, the fourth wall breaking, the references, the badass action sequences. Yeah, like, right. especially like the earlier ones, with like him in Japan fighting Yakuza in the bathhouse. Wow. Yeah, cut off that one both both of that one dude's arms. Oh man, still just as violent and graphic as the first. Yeah, and also like that one scene where. It was in slow motion. That one dude running away in the warehouse, and yeah. Deadpool's killing off everybody back and f- zipping back and forth in the background, and he runs right into the panic room. That yeah. was pretty tight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but the thing was, he had like that whole mob of cha- mob like chasing him, and he's like running in the dope, and he's like, "No, no, no, stop the car!" Oh yeah. And I'm like. You just killed like half that damn warehouse, but yeah, you can't kill those group of people. <laughs> but I mean, I guess he kept it for like comedic purposes and stuff to bring in dope enders. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He hops into the cab, which can lead to my Easter eggs. You want to get into the Easter eggs? Um. Yes. Oh, one thing before I forget. Go ahead. Got to talk about Blind Al, Leslie Uggams. Yo, she. <laughs> and that. <laughs> Leslie Uggams, legendary actress. Mm-hmm. Like, either the money must be right or she really had the time of her life playing Blind Al. Yeah, she's she's making that Fox money between Empire and Deadpool 2 and the first, and the first I Deadpool. I she's kind of been written off at Empire. Well, no spoilers. Been... Oh, no spoilers because I haven't got, I got to dive back into it. So. Oh, I didn't know you was going to get back into it. Oh, I'll, I'll dive back into it for okay. sure. Yeah. But uh, but yo, that one scene had me cracking up where they're all at Blind Al's apartment, and this was after Deadpool was cut in half, and he's growing. Oh, the baby, the baby dick. He's growing back his legs, and then <laughs> it had that basic instinct moment where he <laughs> opens his legs, and you legs. see, <laughs> and you see that one shot of of the baby dick, and Cable's just looking at him like, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yo, how can they do that scene? I need to see the bloopers. Oh man! Because I know there could not have been a straight. Like, how could they have kept a straight face? Mm. I oh man, yeah. <laughs> like I actually missed the baby dick part because I like closed my eyes in laughter. <laughs> like once he started doing, I'm like, oh my god, he's doing basic instinct, and I just completely missed it right then and there. Yeah, uh, that that was... like, yeah, we saw a baby. <laughs> I'm like, how how in the hell did it, were they able to get away with showing a baby dick? <laughs> Yeah. Like, how did the FCC approve that? <laughs> they had to sneak somebody who had to be somebody at the FCC had to be a Deadpool fan and mm. just let that one slide. I know, <laughs> but yo, that that had me cracking up. Oh man! But yeah, you said uh, yeah. some oh, Easter so eggs. Oh, so Easter eggs. All right, so we already knocked out the first two that I had. Well, three of them that I had. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna go. In, okay. So Alpha Flight mm-hmm. is actually a pretty hidden one. Now Alpha Flight. Is a group of Canadian superheroes in the Marvel Universe, more affiliated with the X-Men. And there's actually an ad for Alpha Flight on top of Bendo. On top of, I can almost call them Bendo. (laughs) Dopinder's. A Dopinder's cab? Yeah. Yeah. Dopinder Bendo. It almost sounds alike. (laughs) 
Okay, and next one is actually M Day. Now, yeah. in the House of F Essex, there were posters on the wall that read "M Day is near," which yep. is in reference to the to, to the 2005 decimation storyline, which was a spinoff of the House of M series. Yeah, and it actually involved the consequences of Scarlet Witch stripping 99.4 percent of the mutants of mutants of their powers. She stripped all their powers. Mm. So, and those were the re those were the events that were those were the events that were referred to as M Day. Yeah. Another M Day reference was that Cable mentions that his daughter's name was Hope. Hope was actually the first mutant born after those events. Ah, okay. All right. Mm. So, the X Men cameos. Oh. So when yeah. he's like in the, that scene where he's in the um on the mansion, in the mansion, he's like, "It's just you, so Where is everybody? And next thing you know, you so. You see Nicholas Holt's beast, and mm -hmm. you he's like shutting the door real quick, and you can see Ty Sheridan as Cyclops, Evan Peters as um, Quicksilver, uh, James McAvoy as Charles Xavier, um, Cody Smith McPhee as Nightcrawler, Alexandra Ship as Storm. Yep. And it was just all in that one room, and I'm like, they had to do that for free. Yeah. They had to do that. You know what it was? Like, I read this, like, they actually did that as a. They actually did that shot like during the shooting of uh, Dark Phoenix. Really? Yeah, and that was actually a visual effects shot. So they combined that shot with the uh, on-set shot on Deadpool two. So they were they weren't in the same room. They really? Were, yeah. So they just combined the two together in a visual effect. <laughs> Damn, movies have come a long way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that had me dying. Yeah. And we're saying that, and a lot of things is like you have to see this movie more than once mm -hmm. because you couldn't catch everybody. The the shot was so fast you couldn't catch everybody. Yeah, because all so, yeah, also was uh, Evan Peters and Nicholas Holt. Me, same, same here. Yeah, <laughs> same here. So another one which was Mister Sinister. Oh yeah. Yeah, a Mr. Sinister reference. The Essex, the Essex House is actually named after Nathaniel Essex. Mm -hmm. A.K.A. Mr. Sinister. Ah, that's right. Yeah. All right, and of course, we wouldn't have be we wouldn't be Deadpool if we didn't poke fun of Rob Layfield. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Deadpool actually makes a joke about an artist who's really bad at drawing feet. Oh yeah, I, I did I did catch that. That artist is <laughs> Rob Layfield. Yep. If you actually look at some of his past drawings, I'm like, yeah, he really does. He really is bad at like drawing feet. Yeah. Yes. So and um another reference is uh Les Miserables, mm -hmm. which actually counts as a Hugh Jackman uh yep. reference. Yep. So Russell's prison number in the Essex house was two four six oh one, which is the same number as Jean Valjean and Les Miserables, who was played in this latest cinematic adaptation. Oh yeah. Played by Hugh Jackman. There you go. Nice. <laughs> And um, this is actually, since we mentioned, uh, did I mention? Okay, we already got out, got out of the way that Brad Pitt was the Vanisher. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that was the first thing you said. Mm -hmm. But there was another cameo. Uh, Matt Damon. Really? Yes. Where was he? Matt Damon was actually one of the truck drivers... Oh, snap. When Cable first appeared into the present time. Yeah. The one that was actually talking the most, mm -hmm. that was Matt Damon. Oh, shit. Wow. That was some 
That was some badass makeup right there. Yeah, so I was like, Matt Damon. Wait, we need to find a role for Matt Damon. Yeah, he's been. Di- I think he could fit it. He could fit in. Yeah, to some, the Marvel universe. Yeah, he's been dipping his toe in the comic book pool. This is the second one. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok being the first within the course of like six months. Yeah. Hmm. Release span. <laughs> so and also wow. another reference that goes back to the first movie was the cure for blindness. Oh yep, I did see that. Yeah, the in the first boards. movie. Wade tells Blind Al before he goes in to fight Ajax. I mean, mm. excuse me. Francis. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> he says, okay, I hit a bunch of cocaine in here right next to the cure for blindness. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. Yep. So actually, after, you know, Vanessa passes away and stuff, so he's, you know, down and out. Mm-hmm. He actually retrieves it. He retrieves a whole mess of cocaine, mm-hmm. puts it under his mask to sniff it. Yep. But next to that bag of cocaine was a bag labeled The Cure, Cure for, for Blindness. blindness. <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> I actually caught that one. Yep. And laughed. I laughed so much mm. in this movie. Like, I have to see it again. Yeah. Just, for the simple, just so I can, like, catch other spots. Like, another, another Easter egg was, if you notice how, like, at the end of the movie, Deadpool's, you know, during Deadpool's dying scene. Yeah. Like, you notice that his costume was actually gray. Mm-hmm. That was actually referenced to another um, X Men comic where it was. I want to say it was a not we- either Weapon X or another X Force, yeah, or X Factor. I want to say X Factor, mm-hmm. but everybody's costumes were gray, okay, including Deadpool's. Oh, so that was in reference to that. Okay, like I said there's so many Easter eggs. Like I only just caught like a handful. Mm-hmm. There's still there's there's more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, is any more? Or is that it? Nah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. Uh, final thoughts on Deadpool 2. Like I said, yo. Just as good as the first one. Yep. Just as good, in my opinion. It's actually even better, even funnier, more pull for your buck. Uh, go see it if you haven't done so. If you have seen it already, see it again. It's begging for another viewing. And I will pre-order the Steelbook from Best Buy this time. I will uh, not I'm make this. The movie. Yeah, I will. Because I will not make the same mistake twice. Because <laughs> yeah, like, I will make sure. Yeah, I will make sure I have. It comes with a digital copy, mm-hmm. or just take yours. But yeah. <laughs> I will make sure. I got the first Deadpool on my phone. I'm getting the third. I'm getting the second one. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man. These these movies are all the the Deadpool movies are awesome. And you know what? I will say once. The Disney Fox merger finalizes. I doubt we'll we'll see a Deadpool movie like this again. No, it's actually possible because I when you know when news broke out of the merger that Disney CEO was actually not opposed to having a rated R division of Disney. Mm. I, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it too. Bring it on. Yeah. Not even just for the comic book stuff, but I'm sure like there's like a lot of movies that Disney can. That Disney, they can with the budget that they have, that mm-hmm. they can provide, yeah. they can just make some great content, even of all for for everybody. Yeah, including rated R content. Yeah, absolutely for sure. So yeah, man, uh, that that about does it for the spoilers. Uh, now we're gonna get into. Uh, should we get into the email or a question of the week? Um. Actually, get into the email because I right. gotta like retrieve. Have to retrieve it. All right. Well, yeah. So, um, 
So yes, a uh, f- friend of dear friend of the show and resident supervillain John Haponic. Uh, shoutouts to you, my friend, who watches our show. Has been a, a faithful listener. Very faithful. Yep. Uh, he's he sent us a, a nice email to our to our show, which I will share with you. And yeah, he shares his thoughts. So he's and, and if you don't know, like I said, he's the resident uh, supervillain because he's all team uh, DCEU, despite his better judgment. All right, so here it is, John's email subject line: "I hope they remember you." Codex Prime, you lack the courage to do all that is necessary. I speak on behalf of countless Codex Prime listeners who, like myself, have quietly grown bored and tired of your constant constant pandering to every single Marvel film. Someone needs to make you both see the light. You mistake me as the show's supervillain in this story. However, I am its hero by far. Please consider your crimes, Codex Prime. Carl, you refuse to accept the basic principle of films requiring a soul for an emotional catharsis to occur. The viewer needs to better understand the human condition. I like the no I like the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> and Victor, you have fallen so undeniably far, becoming what you swore to never be, a mouth breather. Yes, we that all <laughs> Yes, we all could let Furious 7 slide, but it has only grown worse over time with your movie pass viewings and Netflix streaming, transporting you to uncharted and disturbing levels, thereby affecting your judgment. Really though. So, at the end of July, I intend to invade Codex Prime and destroy all that you hold dear by ruining every single hollow Marvel light show you have ever watched and praised. This is far from a face-to-face debate, but a meticulous, calculated destruction of those overrated MCU films. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Your righteous DCEU fan, John Haponic. P.S. I hate Deadpool as a character. Overrated. P.P.S. In the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, the giant ant playing the drums was uninspired. The film is already ruined for me. I'm ready. Oh, oh, I'll be ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I've been want. I've been wanting this for the longest time. Yes, it's gonna happen. Is this is this gonna happen? Mm-hmm. I think it will happen. It must happen. And you know what? It's been too long. <clears throat> and I will say, uh, John, as as the resident DCEU fan, you're just bringing knives to a gunfight, my friend. Okay, because I'm coming with guns blazing. Yes, you will fade away into ashes and be rendered obsolete, just like that. So bring it on, my friend. End of July, we'll be here. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I invested way too much in this podcast. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. You know, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna make it special. We're gonna troll. I'm gonna have all my Marvel Blu-rays everywhere. Yep, I'm gonna have like the the graphic the trade paperbacks all over the the table. 
Oh yeah, it's, it's, we're going we're gonna to do it up big. We're going to do it big. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Nick Quatrini before we get into the question of the week. He goes, little late to the party, but with a crying emoji, but Deadpool 2 was great. The cameos, Domino stole the show for me. Trailer was edited. Trailer was edited a little bit because it looked like the whole X Force did something, but they kind, but they all kind of got knocked off. Juggernaut was a great ad villain. Was not who I th- who I thought was, but five stars. Right on. You really thank you. Can't Nick. complain about Deadpool. Oh yeah. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Thank you for thank you for uh, for chiming in. Yes. So um, <laughs> so question of the week. Last week's question of the week was we delve into the realm of. Uh, Stand-up comedy because we had uh, Bad Lad the Comic here. Big shout-outs to him. Amazing episode. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed listening back to that one. Yep. So um, what is your all-time favorite stand-up comedy special? Mm. And this actually got, like, some good, great response. Oh, yeah. So um, good friend of mine, Brad Belisle, says, uh, there's a few. Dave Chappelle killing him softly. Bill Barr, why did I do this? And Louis C.K.'s chewed up. Yeah, Bill Burr is, uh, was hilarious. Right. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, friend of the show, Brian Lopes, who's ready to come back and just debate wrestling. Mm-hmm. He says, killing him softly, raw, bigger and blacker, and freak. More of a one-man play, though. Oh, yeah, John Leguizamo's freak. That is hilarious, dude. I remember watching that one. Yeah, I love that one. Oh, Kendrick Reed said, Dave Chappelle, any of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially the his Netflix ones. And I think we kind of spoiled. <laughs> I think we just spoiled Deadpool 2 for him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. And uh, Rachel Smith says, Bo Burnham's what? Okay. So the next one. So on our Instagram, at jumping so jump underscore in underscore social says Dave Chappelle's killing him softly. Mm-hmm. Bad lad shows his love saying thanks for having me. He had a blast. Yep. No, Anytime, thank man. you. Yeah. Uh, Escape the hype says Dave Chappelle for what it's worth. Okay. That was a good one. Post like Chappelle show fame. Hmm. Okay. John Aponic says Jim Gaffigan's beyond the pale. Yeah. yeah I heard these were really funny. Yeah. Gotham City Angel says Bo Burnham's make happy. Yep. And Thunder Tongue 41. <laughs> it's my cousin Alyssa. I freaking love her. I love her <laughs> screen. I love her Instagram handle. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's delirious. Mm. Yeah. So um this week. What was the best comic book video game? Ooh, that's, I love that question. Best comic book video game? Man. Man. Um, I'll, I'll say one of my favorites, the one that comes to mind, and, I, and I'll have a couple more answers. Why don't you take my answer? Go ahead. X-Men Legends. Okay, the, you didn't. For the PS2. Maximum Carnage for Sega and Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, Maximum Carnage. Have you played a Separation Anxiety? No, I haven't. That, that was just as good. Pretty right. much the same game, or same type of game. Yeah, but that had a that had a huge fun factor. Yeah, um, uh, X Men Legends was great. 
um, I have I actually have the first two for the PS2. I only only I beat the first one. It's it's really cool. It's like an action RPG. You can control like up to four X Men, and you can level up their powers and and stats. And it's like it's just like fun, like like button mashing, just button mashing greatness. Oh, and the X Men arcade game was dope too. Oh yeah, the X Men arcade game. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So another. Another post that I wanted, I had to put this out because um, it just got so, it just did so well on our page. So there's a Thundercats revival coming to Cartoon Network, um, and it looks absolutely horrid. Yeah. Uh, so God. I just had to read the responses when it comes to this. So Nick Wittrini says, with a thinking emoji. I think they're trying to copy Teen Titans Go. I would have preferred the the more recent one they did with, and they did Lionel. I think he died, so the kid had to take his place. Mm-hmm. Eddie Ortiz, big fan of the show and former guest, says, "What the fuck with puke emojis?" <laughs> no, this is an insult to my entire entire childhood. Yeah, Katie Elizabeth Burton says. Yeah, no, nope, 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 nope. This is like spitting the face. This is like spitting in the face of the original. Mm. Jason Perry, one of my boys from back in the day, said, "What is this blasphemy? This is straight disrespect." <laughs> Kyle Chapman, one-time guest, Roman Reigns stand, mm-hmm. had Jesus and Maros going fuck out of here in <laughs> a gif. Mike St. Reed said, what the actual fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Al Wall, friend of the show and provider of our theme music. Yep. Nope. <laughs> Just nope. Mm-mm. And Dorian Marquise Johnson says, blasphemers. I had to share it. Oh, and then shout out to my homegirl, Bobby. I told her about it, showed her, and she... We was in the car together. She literally was ready to stab me with whatever she can get her hands on. Damn. She was that mad that I showed. And then I showed her uh, Chitara, mm-hmm. how she looked, made it even worse. Wow. I had to redirect the conversation saying I heard a rumor saying that they want to make a Gargoyles movie mm-hmm. and they want Marvel to do it. Mm-hmm. She's like, I feel better now. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, that that Thundercats. I mean, that Gre- was awful. That it, looked so bad. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's on our Facebook. It is, and, and granted, I'm not the. I wasn't the biggest Thundercats fan, but even I was offended. I had the sword, as wow. a kid. There's a picture somewhere of me holding the sword, mm. Lionel sword. Yeah, that 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 was about as bad as the uh, Sami Zayn Bobby Lashley segment on Raw. My. God. <laughs> Which, um, which all, all, all I will say, which I won't get into it too deeply, but all I will say is this: if you, if for for our wrestling fans watching, if you thought last year's Alexa Bliss and Bailey's "This Is Your Life" segment was was horrible, go watch, or rather, don't watch the Sami Zayn Bobby Lashley's sisters segment from this I week's episode of I am putting it on the level of Katie of the Katie Vick angle. Oh God. Like, it was just, uh, like, the crowd was silent. They were. Like, Bobby Lashley couldn't even revive that crowd. Mm. And I'm like... I think they were clapping just because they were glad it was over. Yeah. And it's like, wow, this this is what they brought Bobby Lashley back for? Yeah. Because in TNA, he was booked to be a dominating badass. 
Here he's just, I love my three sisters. And you know, WWE, they've, they've come under fire just a little bit because it, it was seen as, you know, trans transphobic or oh, transgenderphobic. Geez. I knew they I knew they yeah, cause, you know, somebody had to somebody's gotta complain. Yeah, beat Pe- beating up three guys in drag and people just got people just they need to find something to complain about nowadays. Yeah. And 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 mind you, Fox I mean Fox and WWE just closed a one billion dollar deal to air SmackDown on Fox. I think on Friday nights, I believe they're trying Damn, to don't it. back Friday nights. I'll never yeah. watch SmackDown again. <laughs> like Tuesdays is perfect. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday is just fine. It's live. Yeah. But you know, you know, when when SmackDown was on Friday nights, the the old saying was, if it happened on SmackDown, it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about it. So uh, thank you all so much for tuning in uh, for the Deadpool chatter. Um, you can also find us all over the interwebs. You can find our episodes on Facebook Live, six p.m. Eastern, um, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and YouTube. You can also catch us on Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast and Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on iTunes. A lot of them been coming up, so I greatly appreciate it. Yes. Yes, indeed. We thank you so much for your support, for tuning in, for all the good reviews. And as always, uh, we will tune in next week. We'll be talking about uh, Hans. Yeah, we're going to talk about Solo. Yeah, we're, yes, we're going to be talking about Solo, uh, the movie starring Mario Van Peebles. So tune in. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tune in next week for that. Uh, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.